This is the No More Wasted Days podcast, and we're your hosts, Sarah Kaufman Bradstreet and Heather PG. Grab your favorite NA drink and listen as we share vulnerable stories so you never feel alone on your alcohol-free journey. And gain insights from us as we break down our most used tips and strategies that have kept us alcohol-free. It's time to break free from wasting any more of your days to the drinking blackout hangover cycle. Welcome to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah. And I'm Heather. Are you excited to kick this one off? I am. I'm very, very excited. Before we get started, I want to invite y'all to come join us in the Daymakers community. Yeah. And I want Sarah to share a little fun fact about how the Daymakers community was named. So I think it was right around last year, probably one year ago, and my husband and I were like, we need a name for this community. Up till then, we were calling it the VIP No More Wasted Days community. And I was like, that is really long and really boring. (laughs) And it doesn't explain anything. So I put it out to our community and I said, I need I need some names, guys. Give me some ideas. And we got a lot of cool ones. I remember some of them still like the sober misfits. We had all different ideas coming at. But Heather said Daymakers. And I was like, that's it. There it is. And it's perfect because it goes with no more wasted days and the idea that we are no longer wasting our days to hangovers. And now we are making our days what we want them to. So thank you to Heather for coming up with this badass name for our community. I truly, every time I write it down, I'm like, what a great name. But we would love to have you in the community. And each week we host at least one call. Sometimes there's two calls in a week. And Heather and I host all the calls. So if you like listening to this podcast and you want to work more closely with Heather and I, this is a way to do it and to hop on those, those calls that we have and to be part of the private message thread community. Come join us. We'll be sure to put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Come on, y'all. So today we are going to talk about journaling. And before we get started, I just want to say that journaling is something that I am still currently working on. And it took me a while to even get to the actively working on it stage in my alcohol-free journey or life. Me too. So I'm really excited about this topic because I definitely need some ideas to get back in the groove of it. I had to reparent myself around privacy and I took this writing workshop in September of last year and it was really helpful to kick it off further, I guess you could say, take it further. So basically journaling is keeping a personal diary where you write down your thoughts and feelings. It's really simple. It's a way to deal with your emotions, especially if you're anxious or sad. The benefits are you can grow, become more self-aware, gain meaningful insights about yourself. I think one of the cool things about journaling, like most things, there's no right or wrong way to do it. No. And I think some people think it's like this huge, you got to have certain rules. You have to have parameters. You really don't. You can do it any way you want to. So I started journaling when I was a kid. You know, and the journals came with the locks on the side. Yes. Born in mine had so. that. <laughs> Heck yeah, mine had that. I would lose the key sometime. <laughs> mm-hmm. We moved last April and I found one of my old ones and I had written like, keep out or you will be persecuted or something dramatic. Very little. That's HP, very traumatic. Sure. Here's Shirley. Little HP in the theater. Very. So you had one when you were little, Sarah? I had a few, and I found mine from, I think it was middle school. I was just telling Heather. I think I found it when we were moving or always when I clean out closets and stuff. 
but I had a whole page dedicated to signing what would be my stage name because I've always had the dream of being on the stage, singing, acting, doing it all. And I was like, I can't be, cannot be Sarah Bradstreet. No way. That's like, that's not a famous person's name. I was like, I need something like Madonna or Cher. One word, right? And Heather already knows the name. She's laughing. as So I chose Chanelta. And I... <laughs> you said that with such, like, triumphant stage presence. <laughs> I mean, here she is, Chanelta. And here would come Sarah from the Midwest, right? It's just like, it just cracks me up that this is the name I came up with. I had pages of it just signed, practicing, making the C different ways, just like, it's crazy. And it actually became later on, because I would always tell this story when I was drinking, this is something I kept inside when sober, <laughs> just not now. Now I'm telling the whole world on a podcast, but I would tell people and it became my drinking persona with a certain group of friends and they would be like, oh, Chanelta's out. And I'm like, yeah, she is. But I told Heather, I think Chanelta's more chill now. She's like, she's in her yeah. sober girl era with me. She's she's in there still. But man, yeah. I signed, I wrote like Dear Diary, would write a little story about my day. It was always about boys I liked and all that stuff. I read it now and I just crack up. And then I would sign it, Chanelta. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I have this documented. <laughs> but it's not it. quite what my journaling looks like now. But maybe I will sign it, Chanelta. Who knows? You should. If you're on my email totally. list, maybe, yes, maybe I'll sign it, it that way. And I'll know yeah. only people who listen to the podcast know. Now we know. So Heather said a, she had a story, and I, I haven't heard it, it yet. I started journaling when I could write, read and write, I don't, you know, back in the 80s. And when we moved last year, I found some of my journals. And one of the entries, I called a fellow classmate a feeble hoe. How, do mm -hmm. you even know how old you were? I think I was eight. Oh, I think that's when... Petty Pennell was born, undoubtedly. I don't know who they were. I don't even remember why I called them such a random and ugly name, but I did. It really is. That's an intense name right there. You should keep yeah. that. You need to write a story mm -hmm. and keep that in there. That's some good, good imagery. Idea. She's tired. Yeah. She's feeble, but she's a hoe. <laughs> I was probably mad about some boy, you know. Oh, I have no oh doubt. Oh, my gosh. I even still, I had ones through high school, and the ones through high school are almost more, much more cringeworthy than the middle mm -hmm. school ones. But the middle school ones are just, they're all, that's all I wrote about were boys. Who did I like? Yeah. Who didn't I like? Did they like me? Somebody told somebody that I liked them. Like, yes. thank goodness these all had locks on them. But I do think all the time, my parents must have found this. So, but I did yeah. get really into later in high school, I stopped doing the Dear Diary stuff so much. And I started doing more poetry writing, short stories writing, and I would do it almost every single night before I went to bed. And it's one of my favorite things that I would do in high school. And I've always tried to get back to that because, you know, I wasn't good at writing that poetry at all, but it was just really cathartic. It helped me work through things. I also, also always felt like if my mom found it, she wouldn't figure out that I was like talking about smoking pot or something in it. She would just not know. She wouldn't know what the right. green ghost was or the this or the that, what I named things, right? <laughs> like, right. like my mom was totally in the dark, but I was, my parents were really good about honoring my privacy in that way though. But I did hide my journal. 
Now my journal yeah. just sits out for all the world to pick out, pick up and grab. But I figure my kids think I'm so boring that they won't open it. Well, how do you, you journal now? Chanel or do you? Um, well, if I sign it, Chanel, so they won't even think it's me. <laughs> Couldn't resist that. So my journaling now, look, I have a little journal, which is like a cheap notebook that I keep with my like other journals. I think, I mean, I have a journal problem, meaning I buy too many, but I think a lot of us do that. So I try to do it every day. And I just got this app on my phone. And one of my best friends, actually, she's a member of the Daymakers also, she suggested that I capture at least one thing that my daughter says every day. Because she says some oh, funny yeah. stuff. You know, she'll be four in May. So I've been mm -hmm. trying to do that and incorporate that in my morning routine. Because it's quicker than pulling out the notebook. That's kind of what it looks like now. I got this journal for Christmas and the person I bought it from is offering one free journal session a month for the first quarter of 2024. So that's been really cool. cool. That's really cool. Like a one-on-one -on -one or like a um Well, a we do it session. in a group. We do it in a group that and we don't really have to neat. share. But she starts on a certain page and we just free write and... It just helps you connect with other women. Most of these folks mm -hmm. are moms, and it's cool to hear other people's perspectives. Very awesome. So. I love that. I know. I've tried to do yeah. online stuff. I use an app called Morning Pages, and it's on my computer because I'm not a, I'm not fast at typing on my phone. It frustrates me really bad. So I got into the habit of doing that for about, God, two weeks. <laughs> how long that lasted. But you get to set up a word goal. And I, at first, it was so funny. I think I set it up for 500, not realizing that 500 was like a lot. I thought it was 500 characters. And I was like, this is going to be so easy. 500 characters, that's shorter than an Instagram post. And I was just typing and typing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to hit the goal. And my husband's like, what are you writing over there? I'm like, I'm trying to write 500 words a day. And he's like, that's crazy. So I changed my goal to 250, which was much easier to hit. But I was trying to in there more write things that could become part of my email newsletter or things that I share on social media. So it was very drinking focused <laughs> or mm -hmm. not drinking focused, whichever way you want to look at it. And in my own journal where I handwrite, I just, it's very like, regimented, but not. Mm -hmm. But each day I, I start with the date and then it's gratitudes, write down five affirmations. I have seven of them. I write them out. And then I do a brain dump, which is my kind of my to-do list, except for I am not held to doing all the things on it. It is more like these are the things in my brain that I know I need to get done. But I also put in some wins like cook your family dinner, like things that I know I'm going to do just so I can go okay, you didn't get to all those other things, but look, you kept the family alive. So you're a big winner. Really, like you yeah. could even put on there, don't drink today. So then the next day you right. can kind of look at it and go, oh yeah, I didn't do that. So yeah, that's kind of my, it's, I wish I had more free writing because when I do it, it's very cathartic and I really, really enjoy it. I really enjoy it also. I think I'm going to put that on my February goal to, mm, that's a to free one. write at least once a day. And I kind of think us doing this podcast together is like a audio journal because what made me think about that is I had like a fan, if you will, a listener asked me if it bothered me to talk about my past with booze and whatnot on the podcast. And it does not at all. But this is kind of like a way to get it out, talk get about it. Out. And, you know, I mean, it's front of God and everybody, but that's OK, too. Right. I know. I always think it's just this nice little safe space. It's just with Heather. And then I post right. it out for the, all the world to find. Yeah, I think it's helpful. 
Um, it is. Before we hop to the ways to journal, I want to invite y'all to check out the link in the show notes. If you want to work with me one-on-one, I am accepting new folks. So check it out and let's connect. And I think sometimes people don't understand the value of working with somebody one-on-one, but Heather can really get to know you. And when she tells me what she does with clients, it sounds so beneficial. So definitely check out that link. Yeah. So we've talked about how Sarah and I have journaled when we were children and in the here and now. And just to recap some benefits, really helps manage anxiety, reduce stress. It can help with depression. It can prioritize your problems and it can track your symptoms to identify triggers and also improve your self-talk. I really like the one that like identifying the triggers because that's something we work with people a lot in the day makers of identifying what's going to set you off to drink well before you drink because a lot of times it's something that's bubbling for a long time so if you do have mm-hmm. a slip up you can go and look and go oh I, this was all happening beforehand I need to start being a little bit more on top of that because even right now I have I told Heather I'm like I have so much happening like our house that we used to live in is under contract to sell which is awesome <laughs> And we've had it as a long-term rental while we've been building this house, but it is stressful if anybody's ever sold a house. And we have a lot of stuff in storage, so I'm freaking out, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. But I was thinking today, I just probably need a journal, which is why I was so happy we were doing this because it really, it gets it out on the page. So I'll stop yeah. babbling and I'll let <laughs> Heather get to, <laughs> get to ways you can journal because I think you guys are probably listening and going, well, how do I do it? There's so many ways. I mean, you can do it daily, weekly, you know, as needed. And you can choose the method that works for you after you try different formats, such as visual journaling, bullet journaling, gratitude journaling, brain dumps. And just remember, there's no right or wrong. And you've got to be honest with yourself and use your journal as a tool for self-discovery. I think that's really key. Yeah, that is so key. And I do talk to a lot of people, even when I'm approaching them saying, Write down three things you're grateful for and write down five affirmations. Is how I have people start out in the 30-day alcohol-free challenge. People will say, I don't want to have a journal. I am so afraid of somebody finding what I write. And that's when I always kind of go, do you have a space above your bed where you could hide it? Because one of my friends had that in high school. Do you have a spot under your bed where you could put it under the mattress? Like, And I know it sounds crazy, but if that's the thing that it's going to take, for yeah. you to be really honest with, and it's strange how sometimes when you are journaling, you're like, I don't want to write that down. But when you do, right. oh man, it is yeah. really freeing. It really is. And you can even write yeah. it down and burn it safely. Exactly. You know, like notebooks, a pen, a phone, computer, and you know, pick a topic to write about. There's all kind of journal prompts online. If you can't think of anything, mm-hmm. just Google journal prompts for self-discovery or journal prompts for alcohol-free. I'll write some pretty powerful ones. We can put it in the show notes. Also, I live by timers. So I think if you set a timer for 15 minutes or at least write a sentence a day. Like have some sort of goal for yourself. That's this is how I'm going to do it. I like the timer idea, too, because sometimes I am not great at like not prioritizing organizing my time. So this would be something that could make me go. It's just 15 minutes. Set your timer. And the thing about it is I really I love journaling when I do it. It's the being consistent. So to have the little goal of just write a sentence a day, nothing major. Yeah. Another thing I just thought about is a craving typically lasts 15 to 20 minutes. So if you're experiencing a craving, grab your journal or what have you and just write for 15 minutes. Get that stuff out. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. might help with your craving. I was just, I was thinking too, I do voice to text a lot for different things. If I know my phone is the only option, because like I said, I don't know how the teens do it with the typing with their thumbs. I'm a index finger and it's always giving me lots of typos and it makes me so mad. So voice to text it. And it is such a quick way to write something down or if something's bothering you, you could just keep your journal in your notes section of your phone and you could just hop in there talk about what's bothering you because I know like Heather was saying doing this podcast is so helpful because you just get to talk it out but a lot of people don't want to do that so just talk to your phone and yeah put it there and there it is and even if you want to delete it afterwards just you got it out yeah another like tip is try not to judge yourself or worry about grammar punctuation spelling just get Mm -hmm. it out of your head somewhere I often just don't even worry about any of that stuff when I'm going or my handwriting. I can tell a lot almost by even where I am in my monthly cycle by what my handwriting looks like in my journal, Mm. which is kind of funny because I've started noticing I'm like, oh, at this time of the month, it's very, it's easy for me to write like with great handwriting and it's just so nice. And then there's a little bit of chaos at a certain time. And it is just my handwriting is just crazy then. But I'm always telling myself, like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. This is only for me. This is only to get it written down. And it doesn't have to be something that's a document that anybody's going to see. Yeah. I think that going back and reviewing your thoughts and feelings is a good idea. I think it could be triggering. So be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. But one of the things when you were saying it could be triggering is I wish I would have kept better documentation of how I was feeling early on in my alcohol-free journey. I was, I didn't journal at all. I mean, I journaled my affirmations and I journaled my daily gratitudes. And when I got done with the journal, I have no idea why I made this choice. I threw it in the recycle bin. And I always think, oh my gosh, that's your only link to your early alcohol-free days. And it wasn't even anything very intense. It was kind of like, it's my first weekend without a hangover. And I always am like, why was I so stupid? Why did I make that choice? But I did. But I really wish when I hear people saying like, oh, I journal every single day. I'm like, oh, that is so cool. Because when I have been consistent with journaling, it can be really cathartic to go back. Some things can be really hard to go back and read and just be like, I'm not going to touch on that. But man, I wish I had that kind of documentation of such a pivotal time in my life. I have the planner that I used in 2021. I still have it. And in March and April, I wrote like, I'm grateful for no more wasted days. And, you know, so I have a little, little stuff left over from that. But yeah, just a little, I'm, I'm crazy enough to put so much stuff on social media that Facebook often (laughs) reminds me of things. And way back in the day before I had no more wasted days, I shared so much on my personal Facebook page. So I can oftentimes read things and go, oh, I know that was like right when I quit drinking. I know what that post is about. It was a little bit of vague booking, but not so much to me. I can kind of go, oh, yeah, I remember that was like week one of being alcohol free. That's kind of cool to see. I think that what helps me the most is that app on my phone and my little black notebook and more to come on how like trying to make this a daily goal or routine. In February. Yeah. I would love to hear how that goes for you because, and I would, you'll have to try to keep track of how it's helping emotionally 
how it's mm-hmm. helping you process things because it can be such a game changer. And I really do think people get so wound up in the, or wound up in the, I don't know what to write about first, or I'm not doing it every day, so it doesn't matter. And I think that can be farther from the truth. I've been thinking yeah. even how you were saying with your daughter, you want to write down things she's doing. I always yeah. wish I would have done that with the kids. Somebody even gave me a journal to do it. And a friend showed me like a line a day journal that exists out there on Amazon. And all she would do is write down like at least one line about her kids each day. And I'm like, yeah, that would have been so easy. But I keep thinking, well, why can't I do it now? Who cares if they're you about can. to turn 13 in April? Like I keep very much having that thought with my kids going, well, you can do it now. And so yeah. if you're kind of going, why didn't I? Do-? And I've even thought that with our house build, I really wish I would have documented our house build a little bit better from my interpretation and my emotions because we have our YouTube channel and I am, I'm fortunate that when I watch things, I can go, oh, I remember I actually had a meltdown right before that happened. And it's like, I've only yelled at Ryan intensely one time on the build. I know it's somewhere in our raw footage too, but you can't see me. You probably just hear me. (laughs) But I know the day that it was. So when I watch certain episodes, I have feelings where I go, oh my God, that was a really hard day. That was when I was going through this and this and this and no one really knew. (laughs) But just thinking about those different ways you can be creative with documenting things and doesn't have to be a YouTube channel, everybody. I'm just kind of saying, thing, like, get it out there. Put it down. Yeah. One thing that you could do, I could do, we all could do, is, like, ask your spouse, like, what do you remember about the kids when they were a certain age? And your kids are older, Sarah, so you can get their interpretation of, like, their first memory of being a toddler or kindergarten. You yeah. Know? That would be pretty cool to kind of have those things written out. And it is, I think it's really neat too, as a non-drinker now, but when I do revisit my drinking days through pictures or even through my kids' interpretations, it's Mm -hmm. very interesting because they don't remember me as a drinker. I quit when they, right before they turned eight, I think, or right after. Um, And they just don't have very many strong memories of me. They remember some things, but we have a journal, uh, we have a Google desk thing the little it shows pictures and it syncs Mm -hmm. up to like right now it's showing all the pictures in the past from january's so we're seeing all these january pictures but it'll go back to our drinking days and i will see pictures and go oh and sometimes my daughter goes mom were you drunk in that picture and then sometimes i go yes yes i was (laughs) then sometimes i go no i was actually just really happy (laughs) i was just being goofy and then sometimes I go, no, but I was so hungover. And it's interesting now to have these conversations. I know it's off of the journal topic for sure, but it is also just one of those things of having those memories somewhere so you can revisit them and say, I have grown so much from yeah. that person. When the picture comes up of me on the airplane, putting the tiny liquor all excited into my drink, because that's one of them that keeps showing up for some reason right now. I'm like, oh my God. But I just go, there she is, drinking Sarah. And I've grown yeah. so much from who that person was. So it's yeah. kind of a cool little interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of off topic, if anybody's curious and listen to last week's episode, I have been off Sour Patch Kids for eight 
days. It's huge. Every, I, oh my gosh. I found some. I was going to ask was, you, so I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I was telling the folks in the Daymakers community on the call I led on Sunday, I found some in the top of my jewelry box that I think I hid from my daughter. And I found some in my bathroom cabinet, but I have not touched them. You're just keeping them like in a bag closed or are they open? They're, they're still in the jewelry box and in the cabinet, but I'm not doing it. I've come eight days. I'm not doing it. I was going to say, you get to a point and this translates so well into early sobriety. You get to a point where you're like, I'm not going to F this up. I have worked right. way too hard to get to these eight days. And now mm -hmm. my, your eyes get set on 10 and you're like, mm -hmm. no way. That's something when people would ask me like, Oh, so you're not going to, like, I went on a conference trip right around 75-ish days. And they were like, so you're not going to drink on this trip? I was like, hell no, because I'm about to hit 75 days. Do you think I would throw all that away for a few glasses of wine with you guys? <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was just, you get so dedicated to that number. And I'm someone, too, that I told myself, if I drank even one drink, it would go back to day zero. I can't remember where you were on that, you two. Is that how you mm -hmm. are on Sour Patch Kids? Yes. And I've put it in our Daymakers thread. And now I've put it into the universe by way of the podcast. Nice. So exactly. more updates to come. Everybody's yeah. probably cheering you on because, man, those kids, I keep thinking about first they're sweet and then they're sour or whatever their little tagline is. And I'm mm -hmm. like, they're just sour for poor Heather right now. Right. They're addictive, and that was but my transfer addiction. Damn it. It's be worth it to kind of... How's it going transferring now? Like, you've gone through alcohol, and mm -hmm. you have ditched the, the, you know, you've learned how to deal with your emotions without mm -hmm. alcohol. Now you've got to learn how to deal with your emotions without Sour Patch Kids. Has yeah. it, Have you noticed, like, this is so freaking hard? Yeah, it's very similar to... I mean, it's obviously not as bad as booze. But it's similar in that, I mean, I said last week, like I was up at midnight going through my cabinet and negotiating with myself, like, okay, if you still want, want one or some in 15 minutes, you can go to the stairs. So, I mean, it's similar, but I think I feel better overall. And I think when I start feeling the benefits from being Sour Patch Kid Free, it'll be more like affirming, you know? Yeah. It's probably kind of harder to feel those too. I know that's how I was when I quit smoking weed, too. I was like, oh, my God, now I'm really raw dog in life. And mm -hmm. there were times where I was like, I don't like this. And then there were times where I was like, this is so purely out of habit. I don't even want this, but it is just something that my brain is telling me I should do. And then yeah. there were the, oh, my God, I have to do this. I have to manage my, my preteens or like it's just kind of going, okay. Now here I am. I'm going through this raw dog in life. It's, it's easier and easier every single day, right? To where the point is you get to this point where you go, oh, why did I even do that? That's very much where I am with that, where I'm just like, that was stupid that I was thinking yeah. I was managing anything in that way. But yeah, it's a cool, it's kind of a cool process to go when you really become even free from your transfer addiction. Except yeah. for I do keep going. Am I going to have another one? No. no. Can know. it just be caffeine? I seem to be able to cut that off by noon. So I feel like I have rules and I negotiate with that, but I do shut it down at noon. So maybe I'm okay. Yeah. Congratulations on eight days. 
Thank you. That Thank is you. It's a huge milestone. All right. So. so you guys got an update, a little life update from all of us and some journaling tips. I would love to hear how everybody feels about this topic. Are you going to journal? Do you already journal? Do you feel like it's beneficial to you? You'll have to let us mm-hmm. know on social media or even write a review and tell us in the review. Like the journaling yeah. episode was super helpful or I already journal, but this is why I do it. We'd love to hear from y'all and check out the link in the show notes to join the Daymakers community and connect with me one-on-one. Yeah. And if you don't follow follow either Heather or I on social media, oh my God, total tongue twister right here. If you don't follow <laughs> either Heather or I on Instagram or you follow one of us and you don't follow the other or on TikTok, I always put our links to all of our social media platforms. So go check those out. Follow us so you can get a little bit more of us in your life. So go check out all the links so you can get connected with me and Heather outside of the podcast too. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you guys so much. I hope this episode was helpful and we'll see you on the next one. All right. 